Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Derek and Eric. I'm Derek. He's Eric. Hey, don't don't no. Yes. Don't be don't be confusing the listeners here, buddy. Anyways, what a but confusing the listeners is my special. I mean, what a week we've had. Well, we recorded what the Black Friday, and there was a game there. Well, not really if you want to call it a game because the Jets suck. Newsflash, they suck. I mean, no when matter you throw a ninety-nine yard pick six, I mean, you you definitely showed up. You just didn't play. That that just sums up the Jet season, though, right there. You know what else sums up the Jet season? Achilles tear. Yeah, which that's the news about that we'll talk about, which I I can't even believe it. There's there's no way. There's no, no way he plays. No. Anywho, uh, what we'll talk about today, yeah, the week twelve recap. There was uh some pretty good games. I went to a good game. Oh yeah. I don't know if that was a good game unless you're a Broncos fan. I mean, well, yeah, that's why I mean it was a good game for me. <laughs> that's fair. I'll give you that. And then uh, some NFL news around the league. Uh, we'll talk about, yeah, Aaron Rodgers and the news that came about him. Uh, the Bills are just, what's going on with them? I don't know if you can say that. They put up 500 yards of offense. I know, but. 500. Uh, then we'll talk about the Nuggets. Uh, they're out of the tournament. Oh, God. Uh, I don't the, know what I'm going to be able to do with myself, Derek. I, I can't watch him in the in-season tournament. I know. It's such a shame. Uh, then the Avs. Uh, man, they've been looking pretty good lately, except for the damn Yotes. And then uh, we'll talk Broncos. I mean, just freaking crazy turnaround. Five straight games. Uh, we'll do a preview of week 13, and then we will talk and do our picks. For week thirteen, and there's some uh, eh, some decent games, but also some real turd games that are happening. Chargers, yeah, Patriots. week thirteen kind of sucks. Yeah, except for one game in particular in the afternoon that will be really, really good. Niners, Eagles. That will be a, an excellent one to go to. Anywho, let's start with our week twelve recap, and we'll start. With a Black Friday game, as we, we said, we were recording when this game was going on, and I believe it was, what was it, like 7 nothing or 10 nothing, something like that when we were recording? It was like 10 nothing, yeah. But the Dolphins ended up running away with the game 34-13, to and as we said, it doesn't matter if it's Wilson, Tim Boyle, or whoever's starting, but the Jets are not very good. Well, and speaking of the Jets, it looks like they're two minutes ago, they are releasing safety Adrian Amos former Bears and Packers safety, because surprise, surprise, a 30-year-old player in the NFL isn't working out. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Who would have thunk it? So, yeah, um, they, they go. At one point, the game was 10-6. to six. Uh, And then after that, Miami just ran away with the game. Well, and like I said, you throw a 99-yard interception for Before a touchdown mm. on a Hail Mary – before the half, your team sucks. You're garbage. Go home. Get off my television screen. Jets suck. I'm this good. just, I mean, Dolphins had almost 400 total yards. The Jets only had 159, Eric. And, and Tua played a crap game, too, by the way. Crap, 243 crap. yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Crap game. 
But Raheem Mostert, 94 yards, two touchdowns. And that's the thing about the Dolphins is they go as their running game goes. I know that they have the explosive receivers and uh, passing game, but they're, yeah. they're just like the Niners, the Rams, the Puddle Pigeons, the Cowboys. <laughs> you, you've got to run the ball. Yeah. And they did successfully. Also, yes. Jets suck. Did I say that already? I yes, like you I did. Said that already. So with that win, the Dolphins go to eight and three. The Jets fall to four and seven. And yeah, they're uh, what a wash season and what a wash. I mean, waste of a, de- a good defense on having a crappy offense. That's all I have to say about the Jets. Very good defense, but offense is just trash. Yeah. On to our Sunday morning games. Uh, uh Saints visited the Falcons, and the Falcons got the win 24-15, to and the musical chairs continue at quarterback, but Desmond Ritter gets his start again, and then he actually got a win. Yeah, speaking of crap. And he threw um, two picks, though. I was just about to say, here's the headline of this game. Ritter overcomes two interceptions to mm-hmm. lead the Falcons past the Saints. Uh, how about Bijan Robinson finally got the bleeping football Mm-hmm. And won them a game. Yeah, he scored the uh, two the two touchdowns for him. Yep. One receiving, one rushing. And then uh, Derek just... Carr threw a 92-yard pick six. Because Derek, dude, Derek Carr. I just don't get him. Hey, if you had Blake Groupie, uh, Groupie, Gruppy as your kicker in fantasy, man, did you do good? He kicked five field goals for the Saints. Who? Yeah. Who? But the Saints, I mean, what's wrong with their offense this year, Eric? It's been so stagnant and boring. Taysom Hill. That's what's wrong with their offense. Just get him away from them. Soon to be probably a former Bronco. Um, or soon to be Bronco, I should say. Probably. Uh, they're Ooh, not I, running the ball. I mean, they have 148 yards on the ground. But Kamara only got 15 rushes. And Taysom Hill had seven. Stop it. Enough! <laughs> He's not good. Yeah. God, and then you give Jamal Williams the ball twice? Eat me. And as we said before, Eric, uh, does anyone want to win the NFC South? No! <laughs> it was the Saints have the division on a platter. The Falcons come up, tap him on the shoulder, go, please, sir, can I have some more? And the Saints go, sure, kid, here and hand the platter, we and then get, the Falcons take it, slam it in the Saints' face. When we get to uh, our NFL uh, like news talk, we'll talk about this division, but it's just it's unbelievable. So the Saints drop to 5-6. and six. The Falcons go to 5-6, and six, as oh, we said. God, and they're leading the division! And they're leading the division. Just so dumb. God, uh, I, hate I hate it. Next game here, I mean, this one was a real, like, snooze fest, too. Uh, Pittsburgh went into Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's offense just looked flat and boring. Pittsburgh gets a win 16-10. to 10. Are the Steelers good? No. Their defense is good. Their offense, though, is just, like, like God, Kenny Pickett. I mean, what has he done so special this year? Nothing. Nothing. Six. Touchdowns, four interceptions. He's thrown for 2,000 yards. God, it's Daniel Jones all over again. Yeah, it really is. Um, I have a fun stat here. So the Steelers snapped their uh, like 400 games for like 
you know, uh, consecutive games without 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, four, did I delete it? 421, They it finished within this game. But it was like something like 60 games. Here it is. So it was, yeah, it was 60 games without scoring, full, without getting 400 consecutive, or 400 yards in consecutive games. Wow. Well, they broke that, huh? But they're also 34-23 and one in that span. Wow. You know who's second on that list? The Packers with 18. Take away from this game, the Bengals game, why do you give Joe Mixon the ball only eight times and he has 16 yards rushing? Uh, I mean, because it was they 10, missed Joe Burrow. It was 10-7 to 7 at one point. Cincinnati was still in it. Run the ball. Hello? Hello? But it's just... The Steelers, yeah, they have a good defense, but as we just said, Kenny Pickett in the offense is just so effing boring. Can I be honest? The Steelers have a good defense because they have to. They, Yeah, they, they do. They have to. I mean, Pat Fryermuth had 120 yards of Kenny Pickett's 278. But Najee Harris finally came alive and got 99 yards and a touchdown. But it's just you, you barely squeaked by a Bengals team who's missing their star corner. Congratulations. And I'm telling you right now, if they didn't have a good defense, they would not be 7-4. and four. No. They would not be 7-4. They'd be 4-7. Four. Four Probably. So, yeah, with that win, the Steelers go to 7-4, and four, and the Bengals go to 5-6. and six. Real quick, the Bengals season is over, right? I mean, I mean, when Joe Burrow went down, I knew it was over. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next one, I don't think not much needs to be discussed about this. You had two crap teams going against each other. Panthers at the Titans. Uh, Titans got the win 17 to 10. I mean, uh, and also it was Frank Reich, Reich's uh, last game as a coach for the Panthers. I yeah, guess Panthers. Dave, Dave Tepper just doesn't, is not patient, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'm done picking the Panthers, but they'll probably win one of these stupid divisional games coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the Titans aren't good, and the no. Panthers are worse. It's yeah, I mean, I mean Derrick Henry he he had 18 carries, 76 yards, and two touchdowns. It's a good fantasy day. That's a horrible. Dip. And like his two touchdowns were the only ones they scored in the first half. Mm-hmm. They got shut out in the second half. I, yeah. I, the Titans are bad. The Panthers are worse. Is basically how this sum that. Yeah. Goes. Not much needs to be said. Titans go to four and seven. Panthers drop to NFL worst one and ten. Ouch. Uh, next one, the Bucks visit the Colts, and the Colts got the win twenty-seven to ten. This actually was a pretty, pretty okay game. I think it was a bad. Yeah, the we'll talk about the Colts coming up. I don't, I don't That's, get them. Jonathan Taylor. Got back on the board, got two touchdowns in this Yeah, game. and now he's out for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rashad White, 15 carries, 100 yards. Here's my question. Why does he only have 15? Seriously. Because um, he averaged 6.7 yards per carry. Why are you letting Baker Mayfield throw the ball 30 times if that's the case? Well, maybe you should be telling yourself that, Eric. I would love to, Derek, but here's the thing. You're um, a stunt double. <laughs> I am old, balding, fat, slow, tired. He's a professional athlete. A lot of 
That's a lot of things, you fat things. You just listen about yourself. But no, and then uh, Mike Evans just two scores. I mean, what, what more can we, can we say about this guy? Every week, this guy just produces, no matter who his quarterback is or what. I mean, the, God, is he good, Eric? And it's like, again, we'll talk about the Colts, but I don't know if they're good, but they're not bad. No, but I, I just think if Tampa Bay was maybe a slightly bit better, they would have beat the Colts, but they're not. Also, hey, Baker, stop fumbling. Yeah, seriously. Two fumbles, one loss. So yeah, uh, Colts moved to six and five. Bucks dropped to four and seven. But hey, they're still in the hunt for their division title, even at four and seven. <laughs> Just kill me. Uh, talk about cra- uh, crappiest game of the week. A real nail biter. Giants beat the Patriots ten to seven. Eric. I, uh, I I don't want to talk about this game. Can we just move on? Giants won 10-7. Patriots are garbage. I mean, Giants Matt, Mac Jones just no, stop. throw for 100 stop. yards. I mean, stop. I mean, so stop. Shut up. We're not talking about this game. Giants go to 4-8. and eight. Patriots fall to 2-9. and nine And yeah, don't we'll you th- say another word. We'll talk about New England. They suck. No, we're not going to talk about the Patriots. Next one, this one. Next one. This is actually a really good game. This is a great game. Two division games. So you had Jacksonville visiting the uh, the Texans, and Jacksonville got a huge, huge road win, uh, twenty four to twenty one over the Texans. Yeah, Jacksonville's five and zero on the road this year. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty good. And they're currently sitting at third in the AFC uh, standings wise. But uh, CJ Stroud is your leading rusher in this game for Houston. Yeah, Houston not, cannot not run the ball, man. Not good. I mean, previous weeks they've been running the ball fine with Singletary, but the uh, Jacksonville kept him in check in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game was Trevor Lawrence in the passing game, 364 yards. He did have a pick, in the, but he did have a touchdown as well. Mm-hmm. And then he ran for a touchdown as well. So um, Stroud didn't turn the ball over, but he got sacked a four, lot. Four, four times. for 43 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was just a good divisional matchup for two teams that are probably going to be the division leaders the next couple of years, next few years. I would say, yeah, it's safe to say these two t- might go back and forth, maybe back to you know back and forth years winning the division title. Oh, yeah, Houston not having a running game killed them. Yes. So Houston drops to six and five, and the Jackson Jacksonville is eight and three. Pretty good. Uh, we'll talk about them too when we talk about the Colts, but it feels like. Jacksonville's a team no one wants to talk about because they're starting no to make cares. some noise though. But they're starting no to make some noise. Yeah. And on to our Sunday afternoon games. Uh, first one. Oh yeah, I was at this game, and it was glorious. Broncos beat the Browns, get their fifth straight win. Eric, well, hit cue the freaking LeBron sound sound bite. <laughs> Five straight wins. They went 29 to 12 over the Brownies. I mean, DTR left with an uh, injury in this one, concussion, I believe. Yeah, um, Graham Browning just absolutely rocked him. Yeah, I don't bust, think bust, it was a penalty, but. Bust, busted his lip open. Yeah. It's the fact that he launched. Like, he left his feet to hit him. That's that's what the problem that's, was. That's what it was, yes. But. 
We'll Honestly, talk more about this when we get to Broncos, but I mean, the Broncos, ha- they controlled this game the whole time. It was never close. And for the first time you saw the Browns offense without a QB just look bad. They looked really bad. And never mind. I'll bring it up when we talk Broncos something about this game. But anyways, Denver moves to six and five and the Browns drop to seven and four. Our next one here. Here's the ass beating of the week, Eric. Your Rams. I'm right. It was the ass beating of the week. Rams go to Arizona and they spank the Cardinals 37 to 14. And as Eric said off uh, before we started recording, Greg Dortch scored uh, with uh, five minutes, 12 seconds left and makes fun of the Rams corner for saying you're too short. And I'm like, uh, dude, you're getting whooped. Yeah, by 20 so plus points. For the record, when he scored that touchdown, it was 37 to 8. There you go. And Homeboy <laughs> decides that, oh, the corner is too small for him, even though they're both 5'8. Um look, time and place. Uh the Rams were in control of this one. Kyron Williams comes back 200. Plus yards for the running back. Uh, he was awesome. Yeah, receiving and, receiving and rushing combined over 200. Yeah, yeah two the touchdowns. Cardinals, the Cardinals got their first drive, went down, scored a touchdown. I was like, oh, boy, here here we go. This is going to be a game. Uh, nope, 14 or uh, what was it? 31 consecutive points for the Rams. Unanswered points. And then uh, they were just in control. Cardinals suck. Rams don't. I mean, yeah, Matt Stafford, four touchdowns in this game. And then you said, Kyra, I mean, welcome back. You think they missed him? Good God. Oh, yeah. So your Rams, Eric, moved to five and six. Cardinals right there at the bottom with the Panthers at two and ten. Yeah, Dorch, how about you look at your record, you idiot? (laughs) Uh, Next afternoon game here, um, Chiefs visited Las Vegas. And the Raiders, they're hanging tough. But then, uh, yeah. The Chiefs just came back and worked hey, real fast. Greg Dorch's uh, numbers on the season: mm-hmm. ten catches, hundred and five yards, one touchdown. You realize some receivers have that in one game. Yeah, but guess what? Trey Hodges Tomlinson is too small. Yeah. Ten, two and ten, garbage. Get out of my face Cardinals so, deserve what they so no, the Raiders are up 14 to nothing and I, when I Excuse saw me, sorry. It, oh you're good but then I was like oh okay well then maybe they might pull off an upset and then 31 the, unanswered points by the Chiefs <laughs> yeah well, pretty much almost until the Raiders got a field goal oh it was like 28 quarter. unanswered points excuse me yeah but yeah the Chiefs got it a much needed win over a you know a team that necessarily isn't really that good you can just say it. The Raiders are bad. They're really bad. They're bad. Josh Jacobs had a really good game for once in his miserable season. Mm-hmm. Thank you, fantasy football. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, I, I was sitting there too with you. I was like, well, the Raiders going to pull this out? And then it's 14-14 at halftime. I'm like, nope, this game. Yeah, and as soon as I saw that too, I was like, ah, no, Chiefs are probably going to come back. And win. By the but- way, for the Raiders... Three games in a row without a point in the second half. They're not good. Mm-mm. 
They're great in the first half. If you play well, they're two amazing quarters. in the first half when no one knows what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. So uh, Raiders drop to five and seven. Chiefs go to eight and three. That's my thought on that. Oh, man. Game of the week. Buffalo absolutely chokes the game away. Uh, they visited the Eagles and lost 37 to 34 in overtime. This was a, what a hell game. of a football game. I mean, I didn't get to watch this game, but my God, when I watched the highlights, what what a game this must have been to watch. I mean, it, 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 the weather was not good, but it didn't matter. Both quarterbacks, excuse me, had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came down to it, Jalen Hurts made plays and Josh Allen couldn't. Josh Allen had a wide open Gabe Davis for a game-winning touchdown in overtime. Mm. Mm. Missed him by like five yards. It was I mean, bad. Terrible throw. Terrible throw, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Eagles. The... This is the thing with the Eagles. Dakota's agreeing. This, this is, she agrees. <laughs> this is the thing with the Eagles is they are so complimentary of both sides of the ball. So the defense gives up 500 yards and 34 points. Yes. But it doesn't matter because the defense, or I'm sorry, the offense puts up 37 points. It, it helps to have uh, that, uh, that quarterback there in Philly. If they didn't yeah. have Jalen, they would be screwed, Eric. They would. <laughs> and I don't think Jalen has had a particularly no. great season. No. Especially just, compared to last year. But the, the team whole, around the, him is so good. The it whole doesn't team. Matter. And that's what I was about to say. Though. He's not having a very, like a, you know, starstruck season like he did last year. But it's just the whole team around him is helping him. A.J. Brown. I mean, how about, I mean, DeAndre Swift coming over from the Lions. My God, what a trade was that, that for them. Getting that it was, guy. It was a good trade for, for both teams. It really was. Yeah. So the Eagles go to 10 and 1. My damn. Pretty good. And then the Bills drop to 6 and 6. Uh, On to our Sunday night game here. Uh, Ravens visited the Chargers. Ravens got the win 20 to 10. And Eric, this uh, Chargers are bad. The Chargers are not a very, and we said it before the season. They had, they look like they're going to be so good. Their roster on paper, we're like, man, they're going to be good, and they're not. Yeah, they're why not. Are they, why are they not? Why are they not good? I don't get it. Uh, it comes down to coaching, dude. I think their so. coaching staff is awful. It's and it just also, awful. And it also doesn't help when you have four effing turnovers in this game. That no, ain't going to help does you not win. Help. Yeah. Well, they were all fumbles, too, weren't they? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. Herbert had a pick. Herbert had a pick, and then, yeah, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Herbert all had a fumble, yes. But they can't – like, th- that's the problem. Is, is like, Keenan Allen fumbling, not good. No. Austin Eckler Austin fumbling, Eckler fumbling very rare. That guy never fumbles. Two of your three best offensive players fumble, fumble and they were both key fumbles, too, like – down in Ravens territory. Mm-hmm. They're just, they don't have any juice. And a team that, like you said, Derek, you and I at the beginning of the year said this team could be tops 
of the AFC. They're four and seven. They're not very good. And at the beginning of the year, it was because Brandon Staley was making boneheaded coaching decisions. And I think if he keeps it up, he's going to be uh, he's going to be joining Frank Wright, being fired. I think. <laughs> uh, if the I I'm going to declare something here. If the Chargers lose in New England tomorrow, oh, Brandon God. Staley will not make the triple. <laughs> I wouldn't let him. I would la- I don't see it happening, but if it does happen, oh my God. If they don't Chargers the Patriots, you don't think Brandon Staley's going to keep, oh, his- oh, you don't no. think he's he's gonna keep his job? No, I would get him a separate plane home. Oh, you don't mean that they're going to lose? No, they're not going to lose, but if they, if they, no, I said if they do lose to the Patriots, Eric, they've hit rock bottom. And one thing with Herbert is people, you know, there's the people that, like me and you who defend him, probably me more than you do. Um, and the people that are like, well, what has Herbert done in the league? He can't do anything because he either gets his team the lead and then they lose it on defense. Like the fourth and six where he got blitzed and he just threw it up. And some people are like, why did he do that? Uh, fourth and six, what's he supposed to do? Just take the sack. The guy's getting whipped around, sacked, and he's trying to make a freaking play to keep his team alive. Like what's he supposed to, He, he needs help. But yes, as Eric said, Chargers dropped to four and seven. The Ravens quietly are nine and three. Eric, they're they're a pretty good team in the AFC. Yeah, we're good. All right, on to our Monday night game. You want to talk about another uh, crapshoot, boring game here? Uh, Bears visit Minnesota and win twelve to ten. And uh, Eric, we said it before we started recording. Josh Dobbs showed why he's a backup, throwing not one, not two. Not even three, but four interceptions. <laughs> yeah. I can't, mm. Josh Dobbs' experiment is over. Yeah. Uh, it's over. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's not good. I mean, There's at halftime. Reason he needs he should just be an astronaut. Eric, at halftime, this game was three to three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, going into the fourth quarter, it was, uh, what, six three. Bears. Then they kick two fields. And like you said, Josh Jobs, they score. Seems like they win the Super Bowl. Then Justin Fields leads the team downfield, kicks a game-winning field goal, game over. Pretty much. But Minnesota, I hate to say it, when Kirk Cousins went out, just like the Jets, just like the Bengals, your season was over. Because <laughs> Kirk Cousins, man, he carried that. I mean, he was leading the league in yards and and touchdowns before he went out. Yeah, uh, Bears go to four and eight, and the Vikings drop to six and six. All right, Eric. Let's talk some NFL news now. See your bulletin here. And, And the game I went to, this refers to it. Are the referees worse this year than last year? Yes. An astounding yes. They're terrible this year. So they're so uh, bad. I'm gonna disagree with you because I have stats. Oh boy, here we go. It's some of the games I've watched and seen though, like the Browns Broncos one when Cortland Sutton had his hands on the guy's back and they called it pass interference. Like, come on. Hello? Is that inter- no? Terrible so, call. As of right now. I'm telling you right now. As, as uh, of Saturday, December 2nd. Yes. Actually, so 
it's a little different. I think this is from week 11. They haven't updated the last couple weeks. Total flags thrown by officiating crew was 2,652. Mm-hmm. If we go to 2022, yeah. Now, not all referee crews pl- uh, go full 18 weeks, mind you. Okay. Total flags last year, 3,726. Good God. They're basically on pace for the same. 2021, 3,909. Wow. It's almost 4,000 flags. Woo. Uh, 2020, 3,000, basic, uh, like 3,499, so 3,500. It's, for me, it's not the officiating crew. It's the way the NFL rules are written to be every single penalty is interpreted a different way. You have NFL teams Preparing for games with how a crew officiates a game. I mean, it's that true. can't happen. No, that can't. And and, and I just got to say now, if you're a defender in the NFL, Eric, especially a DB, and you see a receiver, like every play, you got to be wondering, oh crap, am I going to get flagged for something that I do wrong? I mean, there's been some. Illegal contacts, some pass interference calls that have been downright horrible called this year. Really, really bad ones. So I agree with you. DBs and you know linebackers too. They have it rough. Oh, really bad. And and even linemen. I was just I, I mean, about to say roughing the some roughing the passer calls have really been bad. So. Prime example, uh, Christian I, I'm, I'm from gonna, Miami. I'm push back there. I think offensive linemen have it worse. But Christian Wilkins from Miami, when they were playing against the Jets, roughing the passer call, and he did a routine sack, and he literally got up like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, so some of those calls are really bad. I, I agree. But this blew my mind when I looked this up, Derek. All right. Yes, I think offensive linemen have it worse than defensive players in general. So in 2020, there were 314 DPIs, defensive pass interference. Damn. 477 offensive holding penalties. Guess what the – so then there's 518 false starts. That's a lot. What was the third close – or what was the next closest penalty to DPI in 2020? Oh God! Uh, offsides, maybe. Defensive holding. Oh, defensive. Yeah, I'd with a hundred and seventy-seven. Either that or legal two, contact. Yeah. There's about a hundred and fifty penalty drop off from DPI to holding. Well, that was 2020. Let's look at 2021, Derek. Just two years ago. Two years ago. What was the number one penalty called in 2021? Pass interference. Holding Defense. offensive oh. holding, oh, 676 defense or offensive holding penalties were called, followed by 600 false starts, 308 DPI, Good and then the God. next one is, is delay of game at 172. 
Wow. Okay, that's 2021. That's two years ago. Just last year now. 2020. Wait, 2020 or 2022? 2020. Whatever the hell the year. I'm so pissed at this. Wait, is it this year or last year? Last year. Okay. What is the number one penalty called in the NFL in 2022? Holding. 611 times on offense. Followed by 601 false starts. Oof. And then they 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 dropped back at how many DPIs they call it, 233. But they upped defensive holding to 218. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs has a lot of those. Oh, that he dude had 200 holds a, of those. I mean, that guy holds so much. <laughs> Derek, what is the, the top two penalties called in the NFL as of this season right now? Uh, pass interference and holding offense. Ball starts at 415. Good God. Holding offensively at 409. Then then it's DPI at do you know what? How many holdings do you think have been called and DPIs have been called? This year? This year. 237. 409 oh. holding calls. And we're in week, we're about to go in week 13. Are you kidding to me? 197 DPIs. Oh God. There has to be a change here. You cannot have consistently false start holding and DPI be the top penalties in the league. Wow. Derek, what's the least amount of penalties called on on this season? Like, what's the one that's called the least? Face mask. Leaping! I didn't even know that was a rule. And that moves up. And then you have, real quick, the question here. Do some rules need to be looked at and changed? Uh, yes, we're just discussing them right so, now. Yeah, I'm gonna and I want to talk about it. Holding, either you change the rule of how holding happens, or you take it from a ten yard penalty to a five yard penalty. Because mm-hmm. how many times does your offense get a holding call and you're like, there goes the drive, the drive, stu- the drive's over. I mean that uh every time there's a stupid holding call. Prime example, this last game against the Browns, uh Samaji Pirine, big run, gets called back holding. And I was like, and then you look at the replay and I'm like, really? Really? You're gonna call that holding? Like it's just bad. Yeah. Another oh, yeah. one, another Momentum one I want to look at. Defensive holding shouldn't be an automatic first down. No. It should be just like offsides, five yard penalty. Because yeah, you can, you have some plays that are third. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but you have some plays. It's third twenty two. You can say, uh, then they say holding defense. That's a five, five yard, yard penalty. Automatic first down. down. I'm yeah, like, it's oh, so it's dumb. Killer. killer. It's just, it's unfair to these offensive linemen and DBs, and yeah. I. I I don't know how I feel about defensive pass interference being spot of the foul mm-hmm. because if you make it 15 yards, I feel like people are going to take advantage of that and just tackle a receiver every time it's a deep ball. Yeah. Um, But there's honestly, I think there has to be a way the officials get pulled aside at the end of the year and you go, like, you know the whole mantra of you could call a penalty on any play? You shouldn't. If yeah. that's how you look at the rules and how you have the rule book, 
something's wrong. Yeah. And honestly, we're starting to see this more and more every year where it's officials are affecting the outcomes of games. And it's really starting to get on my nerves. Kind of back to the year when they had the uh, what sub-referees and they cost the uh, Packers in the Seahawks game. Yeah. Terrible. And you remember the whole, like, the reason what happened in the Super Bowl? There was the there was the holding on the Eagles, and yep. I'll admit it was a penalty. It yes. really was. James Bradbury. Yep. The problem was they hadn't let they hadn't called that all game, no. and you set the precedent that that could be allowed. And then when one happens, and it was it was like you know I could see them not calling that, but I understand why they did. Yeah. But then all of a sudden. It's like that's the one you call. You have affected the biggest game, game and the, biggest biggest game of the year. The biggest game of the year. You have affected the game and turned it into. It's not about what the Chiefs did or the Eagles didn't do. It's about the awful officiating that took place in the game. That's yes. my problem with the NFL. Yes. And if that's how you want to call it, fine. But tell us that. And if if there's like an if there's a run to the right side and the left tackle holds, put the flag up your ass. You don't need to call that. I mean, yeah, I and, and that's happened a lot where you'll see a quarterback or running back roll out to the left and then got the right tackle, right guard will get called holding him like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah. All right, Eric. I Freaking referees. Got a list of teams here. Going to list them off if they're playoff teams or not. Hit me. We'll start with the Seattle Water Pigeons. <laughs> you want to know my answer? They're not no. Play- <sighs> they're not playing well. And you and I talked about it before we started recording you'll go as far as geno smith takes you and so far that's leading you to six and six and their schedule is brutal next next two weeks and it, yeah. it started with the rams game that was a game they they sh- should have won that football game mm-hmm. they lose to the rams then then uh san francisco lost <laughs> dallas thursday night lost and then now you play the Niners again for the second time in three weeks in Ouch. San Francisco. Ouch. Then you host the Eagles Oof. at the Titans, host the Steelers at the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. If they go three and three, so just for argument's sake, let's say they split with the Niners, lose to the Eagles, beat the Titans. Lose beat the Steelers, Steelers, beat the Cardinals. You're nine and eight. But on all honesty, want... the next two games, I don't see them winning. And if they lose to San Francisco, which you and I predict, they're eight and nine. If that's what if that's how this plays out. Mm-hmm. But so you have to, in your last five, you have to go four and one. I don't believe that the team can. And <laughs> no, not having the no tiebreaker not having the tiebreaker over the Rams really hurts. 
Oh, getting swept by the Rams? The Rams, like, Rams win this weekend, spoiler alert, which they will against the crappy, you know, Flacco Browns. They hold, the, they leap Seattle in the standings because they own the tiebreaker, sweeping them. Even and if the you look record. at the Rams' remaining schedule, yes, as we said, host the Browns. It could be tough, but the Browns' offense is not good. Flacco. Rams' defense Flacco. is all right. They have Flacco. Then they're at no. the Ravens. It's probably a loss for the Rams. I mean, my God. Hello, yeah. Host Commanders. Should winnable. Be, should be a win. They don't host have a the pass Saints. Rush. Should be a win. Saints are at that the good. Giants. Oh God, that definitely should be a win. At the Niners. Well, and, and you're you know, in your and for your sake, you hope they win that one, dude. If they win that one, they're going to be ten and seven. Um, can you imagine that they're nine and seven heading into that game, and they need a win, and they beat them. Well, and if hey, hey, if it, the Broncos ended their streak. Maybe it's, now it's the Rams' turn to end theirs. Well, and I'm looking at the Niners' record; like they'll be. How I think things are going to play out, they're going to be about 12 and 5, 13 and 4. Like, they're a good many, team. How many straight have they lost? Not eight. The Rams? Yeah. It would be nine because they lost, but they oh, won God. the one that mattered. Exactly. The NFC but, Championship game. But they got to break the regular season streak. Of course. And who knows? Maybe they could. But not I, having that tiebreaker against the Rams is. Awful for the season. Is is, so, is gonna ha- is gonna haunt them. Oh yeah, it's gonna haunt them. And like the Steelers game, that's a toss up. Their defense can hold that offense down, but I don't know if their offense can beat the the Steelers defense. Yes. And then the Cardinals always give them fits during a game during the season. They could probably lose that game. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a nine and eight team who is playing their worst football down the stretch, and that. It spells disaster. Big time. So if you ask me, I think it's a little early to rule them out completely. But does Oscar. not look good for them. Also, it, you got to keep in mind the Packers. They're, they're starting to get hit, hit, hit a stride, yeah. Because the Packers, they could be 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight, nine and eight too. Speaking of that, the other team in that division, the Vikings. No. Uh, yeah. I saw enough from Josh Dobbs to let me know that I don't think they could win another game. Yeah, after losing to the Bears with four picks and then having the ball in his hands with the game on the line against Denver and him losing, I yeah, I don't trust him either. And, and here's the him. remaining schedule. They're at Vegas, at Cincinnati, host the Lions, host the Packers, at the Lions. So they play the Lions. Oh, that's right. They play the Lions two times in three weeks. So – Let's say they split with the Lions, but if the Lions wake up, they're probably not going to. If they do, they're eight and nine. Now, if that plays out, eight and nine might be able to get you into the playoffs. But if you lose both games to the Lions, your season's over. Someone from the NFC South could win the division eight and nine. But then, like, the Raiders game, <laughs> that's not easy for them. I mean... The Raiders' defense is surprisingly good. Cincinnati's a good defense. Maybe that's a win for Cincinnati. I mean, if Josh Dobbs looks that bad against the Raiders there, they're not going to win. No, they're not. They will not They will not win. He has it, another couple turnovers in that game, which Max Crosby could cause him to fumble the ball. I mean, yeah, he's in trouble. And honestly, I don't... I have them 
basically losing out. I have them beating Cincinnati, and that's it. Yeah, I don't see the Vikings. Yeah, I don't see them making it. When Kirk Cousins went down, I said, no, I think their season was over. Because he basically was one of the reasons they were on that winning streak, just lighting up defenses. Oh, he was the reason they were on that winning streak. Yes. Although they, uh, beat, about, they beat the Saints, too, but the Saints are bad. How about these two teams in the same division, the Browns and Steelers? Does Mike Tomlin make it 17 consecutive years with a winning record? They're currently 7-4. and four. They're, they're, in a seven better, and four. they're in a better spot than they were last year. I'm looking at their remaining games. So all he needs is two more wins, Eric. Mike Tomlin. He has 17 consecutive winning yeah, seasons. So that's amazing. That's they, amazing. They host the Cardinals and Patriots back to back weeks. Okay, so there should be their their eight and nine wins right there. But keep should in mind be. the the Steelers always lose a game to a team they're supposed to dominate. They do it every bleeping year. Well, that's that's two crappy teams back to back to back weeks, so we'll see. We'll see. Um then they they're at the Colts. Tough game, but I don't think they win that one. That's a tough one. Host the Bengals, who knows, divisional matchup, you never know. Mm-hmm. And then we already told about the Seahawks and then they finish off the season at the Ravens. Mm. And you know the Ravens are going to want to win that that game. Oh, absolutely. I have them going 9 and 8. But that doesn't get them into the postseason. I agree. I could see that. What about the and Browns? The Browns, no. Yeah, their so, offense is just is is just is kind of like the Saints. It's very stagnant and boring. And their remaining schedule is not much easier. So oh as we said, at the Rams, host Jacksonville, who's undefeated on the road. <laughs> host the Bears. At the Texans. Oh. Host the Jets at the Bengals. Okay. I have them at nine and eight as well, and potentially being eight and nine. Mm -hmm. Because, like, honestly, that Bears game, that one would scare me a little bit. Well, yeah, because you don't know what the Bears will be looking like back there. Because the Bears are either they score 26 against the Lions or 12 against the Vikings and win. (laughs) Seriously. And without an offense, especially without Chubb. I don't see the Browns being a playoff team. Yeah, him going down was a huge, huge blow to that offense. Uh, and then the last team on the list, Buffalo. Oh, man. So they're on a bye this week, a much-needed bye. Their schedule is brutal. Mm-hmm. At the Chiefs, host the Cowboys. At the Chargers, who and who the hell knows what's who's going to show up for the Chargers? <laughs> Seriously, host the Patriots at the Dolphins. I have them going two and three down the stretch, and two and three does not give them a winning record. Now, it could probably beat the Chargers. It could be a tough game, but I don't trust that defense against Justin Herbert. Uh, well, honestly, the Bills are probably nine and eighteen. And again, in the AFC, I don't know if that gets you into the postseason. No. And uh, real quick here, talk about these two teams: uh, the Colts and the Jags. Eric, 
There's not really much noise around these two teams. Why no. is that? So the Colts are on a sneaky little three-game winning streak. Six and five, yep. But it's because the teams they beat are the Panthers. Suck. The Patriots. Wow. And by the way, they beat the Patriots 10 to 6. That's right. And then the Buccaneers. And they they played well against the Buccaneers. That's seven wins between those three teams. With the Bucs having four of the wins. <laughs> Pretty much. But you're playing the like your next game, Titans divisional matchup. Who knows Never. what the hell is going to happen there? Mm-hmm. At the Falcon, or I'm sorry, at the Bengals, probably a win. Uh, host the Steelers. Who knows? That could go either way. Mm-hmm. At the Falcons, could go either way, but I would probably give it to the Falcons at home. Probably. Who's host the Raiders, probably another win there, but then you finish up hosting the Texans. They're going to be a, another 9-8 and eight team. Now, could that get them into the postseason? Maybe. Depending what the other teams in, in front of them do. Texans 100%. and Jags, yeah. Now, and that's the key, because Jacksonville, for my money's worth, is a damn good football team, but they've got a brutal schedule, too. They play the Browns, Ravens, Bucks, and then Panthers, Titans. Not bad. But, like, Ravens could be a flip-flop game. I'd probably give the edge to the Ravens there a little bit. Ravens, Ravens and Jags really play each other? Where's that at? Uh, week 15 in Jacksonville. Oh, what a game that's going to be. Baltimore and Jacksonville. Man, that's, that's what, a couple weeks? A couple weeks. That's but gonna be I a have the one. Jags going 12-5, and five, and I have the Texans going 10-7. and seven. Sounds right. Jags back-to-back division winners. Yeah. And I just – I don't know if the the uh, Colts have enough to beat you, the Texans. Now, they probably have the more experienced team. Mm-hmm. But end of the season, last game of the season, Texans at Colts. Mm, that could decide it. That Our, could. Who sneaks in, who doesn't. Exactly. Real quick, Eric, as we were talking about it, who's going to win the NFC South? <laughs> Uh, let's just say the Panthers are not winning it. Okay. But the other, they're three not, teams, no, they're, okay. Yeah. We can rule out the Panthers. Bucks are four and seven saints and Falcons are each five and six. Oh God. I'm just like filling out their schedule. Does so eight fast. Eric, Eric, what if someone wins this division at seven and 10? Uh, I'd quit. I, I mean, I, I you, quit everything you, you, I know. You realize that is a possibility. Yes, I know it's a possibility, and it's and disgusting. They would host a playoff game at 7 and 10. That would be so effing pathetic. It would be bad. Um, So I just kind of filled out what I think might happen. I do have the Falcons at 9 and 8 winning the division. I think their schedule is a little easier. Oh, they're, they're, they're one and done in the playoffs, so. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, their schedule is a little easier. They play Jets, Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. Not bad. Um, and look, like the, you, you play the Saints well, 10 and 7. You know, you don't really have anything to play for at that point, though, because they'd be, they'd be 9 and 7. And they would probably have the division unclinched there. 
But also, you've got to keep in mind, eight and nine probably gets you into the playoffs. And that in crappy the, division, yeah, in, in the NFC, yeah, I agree. Because how I have things finishing out, teams that go nine, eight, and nine, I have the Seahawks, Packers, Bucks, and Saints. Eric, I what, dude, it's a funny prediction. What if the Panthers won six straight to go seven and ten, and everyone else lost in the division? Uh, I'd throw myself off a roof. <laughs> how, how crazy would that be? I mean, eight. There's odds of that happening. I mean, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Oh, 100%. But that ain't going to happen. But I, I mean, that would be so funny. But yeah, so eight, nine, seven, and 10 winning the NFC South is a possibility. It and is. That's, and that's sick. That is so sickening. Mm. And uh, you like, you've got teams like the Cowboys, obviously, who are a good team, probably going to be 12 and five around there. One and done. They weren't one and done last two years. They're going to do it again. No, no, they weren't. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see what they do. Um, It's just, and I think you and I will, will fill out our, who we think is going to win. Like, you know, who's going to be in the playoffs and stuff later. But yes. uh, I don't it's know, it. man. We will find out in the coming weeks what happens, especially I, – I would say probably in the next two, three weeks you'll get a good look at who – which teams are, you know, going to make it and which ones are probably not going to make it. Now, you know and, who I think is going to be a playoff team? Who? Just take a guess. Steelers? What? I don't know. Broncos. I mean, hey, hey. And they get a win this week at Houston, Eric. You see, if they get a win this week in Houston, their chances move up to 55% chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, just five weeks ago, I figured, you know, okay, let's tank and see how bad they can. They've won five freaking straight, and they're in that conversation now. I know. I, I can't believe it. It's insane. It's crazy. It is. Anywho. Uh, on to our Colorado teams now. First, let's start with the Denver Nuggets. My God, uh, Texas, real quick, up 35-14 over Oklahoma State at halftime. Yeah, that game's over. I mean, my God. So the Nuggets were in a bit of a rut, losing, was it four or five? Yeah, four out of their last five, but now they've won four in a row. And most importantly, they just played the Clippers just last uh, Monday, the 27th, and they beat the aging, old, crippled Clippers. Basically, that's what they are. And their three best players didn't even play, Eric, and they beat them. Yeah. I mean, what that, that just goes to show you the depth. The depth really showed in that game. And it also goes to show you how bad and how old the Clippers are in that game. Yeah, they have four big players, but I mean, they're just—they're not very good. Right, right here, uh, Kawhi Leonard led the way with thirty-one points. Paul George and James Harden combined had seventeen points. <laughs> James Harden eleven. Paul George had six. Oh yeah, and Russell Westbrook had fourteen coming off the bench. So, 
your big four did absolutely nothing in this game to help you. No, I think this is um, – you remember the seven freaking dudes game where they were in Utah? They only mm-hmm. had seven players available to play. Mm-hmm. I think this win beats that. I mean, I think so because you had – as we said, Jamal Murray out with his hammy. Miokic was out with uh, – some was it soreness? Something with his back. And then Gordon was out. And yeah, I, Reggie, I mean, can, can we be real? It was the second night of a back-to-back. They yeah. just didn't want to play them. Probably. And they were playing the Clippers. They go, hey, that could be a win anyway. And guess what? It was because the Clippers stuck. They, 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 they were really bad. Yeah, Reggie Jackson led the team with 35 points. He He's actually been playing pretty good in Jamal Murray's absence. Yeah. So, hence, after that game, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then, and then, God. And then last Friday, Black Friday, they lost to the Rockets. And as we said, they're, they're, are, they are officially out of the beloved in-season tournament. <laughs> yeah, let me look at that uh, standings here for the in-season tournament. Uh, Lakers are the number one seed in the West, which means they're the best team in the NBA, right? Um, <laughs> no, they're not. The Suns, Suns got the number four seed. Kings just... got the number two seed. And the Pelicans got the three seed. And in the that. East, the Bucks are the number one seed playing the number four seed Knicks. And the uh, number two Pacers are the best team in the league are playing the number three Celtics, right? <laughs> By the way, um, all of those teams' records, Lakers are 11 and 9. The Suns are 11 and 8. Now they're 11 and 8. Yeah. Now they losing. are, yes. Yep. The Pelicans are 11 and 9. And the Kings are 10 and 7. And in the East, Boston's 15 and 4. Milwaukee's 13 and 6. Pacers, as I said, best team in the NBA, 9 and 8. And the Knicks are 12 and 7. So this tournament is stupid. Jack. Yep. It's dumb. So back to watch, our watch it be the Kings and Pacers. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> So real quick, back to the Nuggets. Uh, so Sunday they won against the Spurs. And then Monday they played the Clippers, as we said, they beat them. And then Wednesday they got redemption. They beat the Rockets. But real, real quick, Eric, when they played the Spurs, Wembenyama, yes. that dude's his arms look like, like freaking stilts. You seen that man's arms? I know. His arms are freaking – he looks like a spider Twigs. out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the dude needs – I mean, someone get that kid a sandwich. My God. That guy needs to build some muscle and put some weight on. Mm, I want a sandwich. But any, <laughs> but no, anyways, last night, uh, late, uh, Nuggets were on the road and they beat the Suns again. Another team that's supposed to be good, but the Suns are not. They're struggling. Injuries have killed them, though. Oh, injuries have killed them. I mean, Bradley Beal and uh, Booker didn't play last night. Bradley Beal has barely even played this whole season to begin with. But Nuggets won 119-111, to and it's just – they're just – this team's just good, Eric. They find way – I mean, when you have the best player in the league, possibly the best player in the world, I guess it helps. And not to mention – uh, Jamal Murray didn't play last night, but not like it mattered. 
Okay, Nuggets Nuggets scored 41 points in the first quarter last night against the Suns. And that basically was the difference. And then let's see real quick. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had a pretty decent game. He had 19 points. Uh, Caldwell Pope had 15. Reggie Jackson had 20. I mean, so you had all five starters were in double digits last night. More than likely, you have that happen on a, on a nightly basis or in any game. You're going to win. If all your mm-hmm. starters score in double digits, you're going to win. Pretty much. And Kevin Durant, yeah, let's see. him. He had 30 points. And Yusef Nurkic, former Nugget there, he had 31 points, but he got fouled out, which he elbowed Jokic in the face. I don't know if you saw that, but a lot of people thought Jokic was acting. But Jokic actually went to go turn his body when he did. He actually elbowed Jokic right in his his nose. Yeah, I mean, look, the Nuggets, they were on a little bit of a, sl- of a losing streak, and now they're four-game winning streak, and it's time to keep going against, you know, the best team in the NBA, the Kings. So, yes, as Eric, <laughs> as Eric says, the best team in the league, who's 10-7. and seven. Um, And, look, the Kings are a fun, young, exciting team. Hmm. but then And the Nuggets are just better. So back-to-back, back-to-back nights – uh, they have back-to-back games They've been in Phoenix, and then, of course, they're in Sacramento tonight. Uh, yeah, then they get a few days off after that, and then they have the Clippers on Wednesday. The next Friday, they host the Rockets. So, I mean, do you think maybe do some of the starters – so actually, we're reading right here, Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon are game-time decisions for tonight's game. I wouldn't play Murray until I know he's not going to be a game-time decision. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say Aaron Gordon may play tonight, but if if him or Murray don't play, I'd say it's okay. I mean, I think the Nuggets kind of understand, kind of like the Avs do, Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, every game matters in a season, you know, but, like, what really matters is how you play in February and March. Yeah. So as as of right now, they are second in the Western Conference behind Minnesota at 14 and 6. Minnesota's Um, having a hell of a start, by the way. Seriously. Uh, Real quick, Eric, the Detroit Pistons went the entire month of November and did not win a game. (laughs) To be exact, Eric, the Detroit Pistons have lost 16 straight games. Their current record, 2 and 17. They're the worst team in the NBA. So think about this. They were 2 and 1. At the start of the league, and they ho- hopes were high for the Pistons, and now they've lost 16 straight. Yeah, you know who's lost 14 straight are the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, they are. Uh... Oh, man, how do you lose 16 and 14 straight? Because you're not very good, Eric. My kids. But no, uh. As we said, the Nuggets are rolling. Hopefully, they can keep their winning streak alive tonight when they go to Sacramento. Tip off at 8 o'clock, if you're wondering. 7 o'clock on the West Coast. 10 p.m. on the East Coast, Eric. Mm, It's a good (laughs) thing it's Saturday night. Exactly. And on to our other Colorado team. The Avs. They've won four of the last five. But they got points in all five. And their last game, though, Eric, against the damn the damn Yodi Yotes. Those damn coyotes. They lose in overtime for so real quick, let's rewind. 
So last Saturday they played the Flames. They won three to one. Huge game because they won our because they won previously on Black Friday against the Wild three to two. Which thank God to beat the Wild. By the way, the Wild fired their coach, who looks like he's about to have an aneurysm every time he's on the freaking bench. So yes, the Wild. I broke that news to you, and when you said, "Homeboy oh looks like this," yeah, I, I was like, "I'd fire, I'd fire homeboy if he looked like this too." When he sent me that, I was dying. I absolutely was um, dying over that. But I mean, so, go ahead. So yeah, they beat the Wild three two, beat the Flames last Saturday three one, and then Monday. I think Monday. What a big handled. statement! Handled statement when they beat Tampa Bay four to one, and then Thursday, yes, they lose in overtime four to three to a crowd of five thousand people in Arizona. And I would say a good two thousand of them were Avs fans. Yes, they were. Um, Almost half the arena was Avs fans. I'll say this about the Coyotes: they play the Avs hard every time. Every time, it doesn't matter if it's here. Doesn't matter if it's in Arizona. Doesn't matter if it's the first game of the season. Doesn't matter if it's a nothing game in January. They always play the Avs hard. And honestly, I thought this was a pretty even matchup. Both teams looked, you know, had their chances, but in overtime, coming off a penalty, which was a really soft penalty on Bill I mean, Byron, by the way, it was bad. Yes, um, the the Coyotes as the penalty expires. Get a lucky bounce. Makar tries to tuck it into Georgiev. Georgiev doesn't know it, and it goes through him. That's hockey. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the standings, the Avs are 15-6-1, and one, 31 yes. points, top of the Central. I think they're top of the – Top of the Central of the Division. West? Uh, yes, they are. No, they're not. No, no Vancouver, they're, they're, uh, behind, Vegas they're behind 34. Vegas. Yeah, they're behind Vegas and Vancouver. Uh, Vegas, 34 points. And Vancouver has 31 as well. But the Avs held the tiebreaker over Vancouver. But, Eric, at least the Avs are way, way better than Edmonton. Well, and for supposedly that, having the two best players in the well, entire Well, Edmonton's 7 and 3 in their last 10. Or, yeah, 7 and 3 in their last 10. The Avs are 7, 2 and 1 in their last 10. And if you look at the teams they've beaten in their last 10, that, Stars. That- Real quick, yeah, that, that Saturday game was as a couple weeks ago against the Stars where they're down 3 nothing, end up beating them sick. What a freaking win that was. I loved it. And, then and the we have to hear beat? the stupid, go, Dallas, Stars. But then the other team they beat, the Canucks. And they handled the Canucks. Real quick, I never thought how annoying that was until I actually heard it Did watching hear that it? game. And I was like, somebody give me a gun to blow my head, blow my brains. Well, out. and then my if you God. ever go to if you ever go to a stars abs oh. game here oh. during the national anthem, whenever they say stars in the national anthem, all the stars fans will stars. So annoying. No, they don't. Like the stars, yeah, they yeah, they do. Oh, I would just like just throw a puck at their head, knock them out. Shut up. Um it's like uh, the stars might be taking over as my least favorite team. They're, they're really annoying. And they're the chan- wild are just bad. They, they do, don't they, do they do that chant for every time they score at home? The, the boom, boom, Dallas, boom, boom stars. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Ugh. Um, but yeah, the wild, like they're seven, 10 and four. They're bad. They're three, five and two in their last 10. They're not. Eric, <laughs> Eric say you meet a girl. You have no idea. 
She's like, oh, hey, let's go to the Avs Stars game. You meet her there. Oh, you figure she's an Avs fan. You show up, she's wearing a Dallas jersey. Oh, what no, do you I, do? I would ask the prerequisite question. Are you an Avs or Stars fan before we go? <laughs> she does the stupid chant. I'd, be like, I'm I, I'd leave her there. I'm out! I, I would leave her there. I'd be at the bar. <laughs> I mean, my God, that would be annoying. I mean, yeah. But anywho. So the Avs have back-to-back games in, in, in California. And as we said, they're pretty damn good in California, Eric. They haven't lost in California in a while, right? Yes, they have. Like 10 straight or something like that? No, last I saw it was like, it was like 13, 14 You're straight. right, you're right. It's more than that. But yeah. So Saturday, they, host... they, they play yeah. in Anaheim against the Ducks, and then they play in L.A. on Sunday. The back-to-back against the Kings – Kind of scares me. The one on that, Sunday? Yes. The one on Sunday. So tonight, I mean, if you need a reminder, uh, in November, on Wednesday night, I think it was the 15th, the Avs spanked the Ducks 8-2 to two at Ball Arena. Waxed yeah. them. So I think they should, but as we said, the Ducks come into this game on a long losing streak here, losing eight straight. And you said that kind of worries you a little bit. Yeah, it... it it does because that's such a big losing streak and the NHL doesn't have that big of streaks often. Um, but Anaheim's just not good. Does, they're, does a, Pro- they're a young team and I just don't think they're very good. Does Prospatov, do you think, play tonight or tomorrow? Because Georgiev is not playing both nights. No, God, no. He can't. Um. And Georgiev's played so well. If you I know, was the if I was the Avs, I would play Georgiev tomorrow against the Kings to play Brozbatov tonight. That's probably what'll happen. Um because mm-hmm. the Ducks are just the worst team. And Prozvatov, honestly, against the Flames, he was the best player for that night for the Avs. He was. And man, Georgiev was good against Tampa Bay. Man, he, was he lights good. out! Lights out! He played against Tampa. Yeah, damn good game he played. And honestly, he was really good against the Coyotes. He just gave up one bad goal. Um, so four I, four games the Avs will have before we do our next show next Saturday. So as we said, Ducks Kings on the road, and then Tuesday they host the Ducks, and then Thursday they host the Jets. I would expect Prozvatov in L.A. and then Georgiev. Well, maybe not. We'll see. I so would walk- put Prozvatov in against the Ducks, then then Georgie for the next three. We'll That's be probably watching- what I would do. We'll definitely be watching them tonight, though. Like, I will. But, what I mean, who who, who has really, really surprised you? So far this season for the abs. I my mine is Ross Colton. Oh but, yeah, dude. Ross Colton's God, been awesome. Ross Colton has been phenomenal this year for the abs. Um, and that's that third line with him, Miles Wood, and Logan O'Connor. Yes. Man, they just beat the hell out of teams. Ross bro, Colton bro. this far so far, seven goals, four assists in 22 games. That's really good. Real, real quick, every game I see Logan O'Connor play, that guy plays a hundred percent. That guy is 
flying all over the freaking ice every I time. I mean, he's honestly, out there. it's because he kind of has to. Yeah, he does, but he is just zipping all over uh, the place when he's out there. Ryan Johansson, nine goals, one assist for ten points, has been a huge help. Because um, you look at the top four scorers, it's you know Makar, Ranson, and McKinnon, Nichushkin, who you want, followed yes. by Devon Taves. Um, honestly, though, Caleb Jones filling in on the defense, he's had some bad moments, but he's filled in really well for the Avs. Filling in for uh, Gerard, yes, Gerard, and other injuries too. Mm-hmm. Um, but this. He's the brother of Seth Jones for Chicago. Um, their dad, Popeye Jones, coaches for the Nuggets, by the way. How about that? Um Caleb Help. Jones is he's been he's been what the Avs needed. He hasn't been amazing, but he hasn't been a hindrance. My God, That's Eric. Kale McCarr, 27 assists. Oh yeah. <laughs> Seven goals, twenty about twenty-seven freaking assists, Eric. That hey, damn. My prediction of him getting a hundred points is not very far off, is it? No, no, hell no. He's getting it. But of course, and then again, Rantanen is just left off where he did last year. God, it, what a year! Goals, Seventeen assists. My God. Oh, real quick too. Um, Red Wings. What do you think about the signing of uh, them signing? What's his name? Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, yeah. I don't know. Why would he go there? Is what so I was wondering. He says because it's a young team and he can, you know, help build what they've got there, but he signed a one year deal, so that makes no sense. Um he's coming off the hip most surgery. Money? The most money you think they offered. Uh, maybe. Red Wings currently twenty seven points. They're twelve seven and three. And they're not gonna sustain that. They're not good enough. Their goaltending's bad. Yeah, um, I I don't think it helps them in the long run, obviously, because they signed a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. And he's going to want – if he performs well this season, he's going to want more money and they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And if he helps them in the short run, it's going to take away minutes from a young guy who could be playing maybe just as good because he's coming off a major hip surgery. Mm-hmm. So – I don't know if he helps them at all, and I don't know why he would sign there where he could go to somewhere like Florida and possibly win a cup. But he doesn't want to because no, he's he stupid. Oh, um, get it. Real quick before we move on, Avs, as we said, next four games. Uh, what do you? How do you see him faring in these next four coming this week? Win, 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 baby. Four straight? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think they pick up two points against the Ducks. That Kings game scares me. Just get that one into overtime. Yeah, get a point. Um, get a point. I think the Ducks here at home, they take care of them easily. I do too. And then Winnipeg. The Jets could Winnipeg be tough. Could be a tough game. They're probably, I think I think they have the advantage I think they playing go, here. I think they go 2-1-1 one, and one in the stretch. So two wins, a loss, and an overtime loss. Uh, real quick, between the Avs and the Nuggets combined, Eric, they are 17-2 and two at home. I'd say it's pretty good. Uh, you, you think? They're both very, very good when they play at Ball Arena. All right, talk about a team that is really good now. Yeah, they've won five straight. The Broncos, Eric, what 
the hell? How the hell have they done this? Uh, Mistake-free <laughs> football and good defense. I mean, at 16 turnovers, the defense is forced in this five-game winning streak, Eric. 16. They had three fumble recoveries in this game. And real quick, what impressed me in this game against the Browns, Russell Wilson was hurried only four times, sacked only once. Yeah, the I talked about line it. did pretty damn good against. I talked about it a little bit. You could tell Miles Garrett was not a hundred percent, and he's not mm-hmm. going to be the rest of the year. No, and that's a hindrance to him because he is their pass rush. Yeah, but and real quick too, I don't know if you saw the play, but that re- double reverse, the bra- what, what are you thinking there? I and don't Mike, know. And DJ Jones, man, that what a, for a big man that dude can scoot and move pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, and, and like look. The Broncos, this was their first, like, big win in the, like, you know, like. Oh, yeah. I'd say it's their second dominant win because they dominated the Chiefs. Oh, which is um, just, just glorious. Still love it. They're they're winning and winning ugly, and that doesn't matter because they're winning. Mm-hmm. So who cares if it's ugly? Russell Wilson has the best touchdown interception ratio in the NFL, Eric. 20 touchdowns, only four picks. And most importantly, he has zero interceptions in these last five games. It's be, it's because they're not letting him. We talked about it last week. They're letting Russ cook the mac and cheese. Well, Sean like, Payton uh, right, cook, yeah, cooks Sean, the entree. Sean, Sean Payton is cooking filet mignon. He's cooking the main course, the big fancy dish. They're like, Russell, just go heat up the pan, put some water in it, make that mac and cheese, buddy. Okay. All right, coach. That's what you need me to do. That's basically what he is doing. You're right. Yeah, He's making the side dishes. But no, I, and it's just the defense, and most importantly, Javante Williams is 100% healthy again. And um, Samaj P. Ryan had a hell of a game this last game, too. For he had a very good game. I mean, my God. I mean, the, the guy's got – I said it on Sunday. The guy's got tree trunk for legs, Eric. My, my God, is he a big man for a running back? Seven carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. And then uh, Cortland Sutton led the way, three catches for 61 yards. But, no, it's just this team. Yeah, Mike Purcell, he recovered. I mean, another boneheaded play by the Browns. (laughs) On a fourth and inches, you do a quarterback sneak and you have a backup tight end take the snap. That was so dumb. What are you you doing? Because he fumbled it, right? Yeah, he, he went to go grab the ball. And when he did, Mike Purcell literally just bear hugged it and landed on it. But I'm like, why do you have a backup tight end taking a sneak? That that's the problem with these teams where it's like so they're trying dumb. to find offense. They they force stupid plays and bad decisions. And then of course, yeah, DJ Jones. We said he had the fumble recovery on that boneheaded reverse. And then PJ Locke coming in like a damn missile, sacking Walker, and then Alex Singleton recording the the other fumble. The Browns had five fumbles and lost three of them. Yeah, they're lucky. Russell Wilson did have that one costly fumble, but thank God the defense uh, uh, stopped the Browns. But no, the Denver went up fourteen to nothing this game, and literally watching this game when they went up fourteen to nothing, I said they have this game in hand because the Browns' offense ain't gonna be able to. No, yeah, score. They and won I was comfortably. Right. They did. The closest it got was 14 to 12. And then after the Browns in the third quarter got their 12th point, the Broncos just said, nope, we're done. 
And then in the yep. fourth quarter, they put up 12 points. And real quick, that Adam Trotman, that catch that he had Whew. in the corner, keeping his knee in, right, like literally right between the grass and yep. white paint. I mean, Russell, Cortland Sutton had that one catch this year in Buffalo, and then now Trotman has this one, tiptoes it. And then how fitting was it at the end of the game? They get a safety to get two more points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah PJ Walker got crunched on that play, too. Yeah, he did. Um, but look, the, the Broncos beat a bad team, and that's they what did. you need to do. But now this week, Eric, now they're on the road. And this game was moved from two, 225 to 11 because the NFL said, okay, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game. And the Texans are three-point favorites, actually, in this game. So you have the yeah, young just because they're at home. And real quick, this... Eric, Sean Payton is thirty-nine and nine against rookie quarterbacks. That's pretty good. Not bad. Not as good as Belichick, but that's not a bad record. Well, and especially to have being an offensive-minded coach, it's pretty good. And uh, C.J. Stroud comes into this game only having two games with multiple turnovers, and some people think that this could be his third game where he it, may it have could. I multiple mean, the way turnovers. the Broncos are playing, I mean, who's this? Who's a, what schmucks are we to say that no, it won't happen? Right. Um, I think this game comes down to which coaching staff is going to make the most mistakes, and which one is going to out chess mess the other. And you this- have to give the credit to Sean Payton. This is going to be a very, very good game, though, I think. I think it's going to be very close and a very, very good game. Yeah, it'll so. probably be like a 24-21 game. I see, yeah, 23-20 game is how I, I see it end yeah. up being. It's just like that. And, and it comes down to which team is going to make the most mistakes. And right now, the Broncos offensively aren't making very many mistakes. And if they do, the defense makes up for it. And in my and, opinion, if, if Houston wants to win this game, Eric, they need to run the damn ball. And that's Denver has Denver has a horrible, horrible rush defense. And that's what I was about to say. Their rush defense is bad. Yeah. Bottom of the league in, in rush defense. And another thing, too, that Denver's bad at, Eric, they are actually the worst team in the NFL at this. Their first possession they get in the second half because the last several games they've gotten the ball at, at kick uh, at half. They've done nothing with it. You mm-hmm. how many points? You how many points they have, Eric? Getting the ball in the second half, their first drive, three, zero. Oh. zero, zero. So that's not good. No. So that's something that needs to change. But no, if, if Russell Wilson can continue to do what he does, and I'm sure Eric, you want Javante Williams to still get in the end zone. 538 yards on the season. He doesn't have a touchdown. But, no, if Denver's defense can continue to do what they're doing, force turnovers, offense can play mistake-free football, Denver has a chance to get make it six straight. They yeah, do. They do. And I'd like, I think they have a very good chance, I think. And for Houston, C.J. Stroud, he can't turn the ball over. And as we said, take advantage of Denver's bad rush defense. You have yeah, well, to. And that's the problem. The Texans' offensive line – not they good. aren't very good at running the ball. They're more of a pass-blocking offense. Well, especially and, now with Titus Howard, their starting left tackle out, that mm-hmm. really hurt him when he went out. 
Oh, yeah. And if, if the Broncos don't generate a pass rush, CJ Stroud is going to pick you apart. Yes, he will. Well, you know this, the Broncos I, are still outscored this season, 280 I, to 246. Well, yeah, it helps when you allow 70 in one game, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this should be a very, very intriguing matchup. And I am, I am like all week, I've been really looking forward to this game because this is going to be a very, very big game for him. Also, it was announced this week. Broncos will be at the Lions, Eric, Saturday, December 16th at 615. Mm-hmm. Primetime game. My two teams against each other. How about that? Four Rams. Whatever. <laughs> All right, on to week 13 real quick. Uh, some quick little nuggets before we do our picks. Uh, Eric, do we believe in the Cowboys? Oh, I, man. I don't, I don't because the Seahawks are the only good team they've beaten in their nine wins. And and honestly, this felt like a trap game still, didn't it? It Um, I mean, when it came down to it, Seattle has a one-point lead. And you get a pick, sets you up, and then you have an awful play on fourth and two, and then you turn the ball over on downs. But then after a touchdown drive by Seattle, you get a field goal, and then Seattle has an awful play on fourth down to turn the ball over. Mm Mm-hmm. You drive down, get a touchdown. Seattle has another awful play on fourth down to turn the ball over on downs. <laughs> you drive down, kick a field goal, which was an awful decision, by the way. Just uh, go for it. Just go for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then Seattle has another awful play call on fourth down and doesn't block Micah Parsons for some reason. I mean, he yeah, the, the game. he's only the number one of the top defensemen in the league, and you just let him run free? Like, hello? Like, what are you doing? On fourth and two, you set up a screen and it doesn't work because they out blitz you, which is the whole point of a screen to get away from a blitz. Um, I know. When I saw that, I'm like, what are you doing, Seattle? If the Cowboys won this game like 41 to 6, 41 17, then yeah, I'd say I believe in the Cowboys. But, I- but when they played a, a decent team, you give up 35. Real quick, Eric. Their test will be when they play the Eagles. Oh, yeah. And, and let me pull it's up in, their schedule here. I believe that's in Philly, by the way. No, it's in it's in Dallas. They already mm-hmm. played in Philly. That's right. That will be their big test right there against your division foe. Well, not only that, host the Eagles – at the Bills, at the Dolphins, back-to-back weeks, and then he goes to the Lions. Mm. So, if you go 3-1 and one during that stretch, okay, so, fine. So, next Sunday, they play the Eagles. Yep. Okay. We'll see them next week. No, no, no. Wait. Yes. Because yeah, they play yes, Thursday, yes, yes. Sorry, so, they're off, so they're off till next Sunday, yeah. I forgot the Eagles. They play another big game this week. Um, yes. But you play – yeah, you play – in Dallas next week, Sunday night football. Of course. Then at the Bills, again, tough matchup. And then at the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. If you're a good team, you win those two games. And the and the Dolphins game is a matchup of a team of two teams who can't beat good teams. They just dominate yes. bad teams. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and if anything is shown from the Seahawks game, if a team has two really good wideouts, they can't cover them. Nope. 
and the Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, and Lions have really good receiving cores. Yes, they do. And really good offensive lines. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the Bills, but the Dolphins, Lions, and Eagles both have good offensive lines. Very good. So And good running attacks, yes. Even if the Cowboys beat the Eagles, which because it's a division matchup, they always split with each other because they always win their home games. Mm-hmm. You have to beat the Dolphins, Lions, and Bills for me to believe in you. And I, I don't, don't think see they it. can. I don't see it happening. Again, you go against these four teams. You go three and one, I'll start smelling the Kool-Aid a little bit. I won't drink it, but I'll start sniffing it a little bit. We'll give it a little sniff. Well, the hey, the Broncos are drinking the Kool-Aid, whatever Vance Joseph is. Vance oh, no, the, Joseph dro- is the Broncos on. spiked the Kool-Aid and gave it to the other team. I mean, my God. Yeah, they spiked it, and they're, and Vance Joseph is just making batches of that crap each week, and they're drinking it, man. Also, Cowboys are on a four-game winning streak. That scares me a little bit because that means they go, <laughs> they're going to lo- slip up here soon. Yes. And uh, next little nugget here. Uh, is this a preview? Of the NFC Championship game, Eric, and possibly the biggest game this year as your beloved Niners that you love so much play the Eagles this weekend? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. Um, Because as much as I want the Lions to be there, I just don't think they're ready for it. Yeah. I and especially who the hell in the NFC South is going to – the only other team that could – potentially be there is the Cowboys and we just talked about it we don't believe in them and I really don't believe in them in January yeah 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 look look what they did against the Niners earlier this year they got demolished the Niners <laughs> the Niners took them around the back and just bam! spanked them <laughs> yes they did um, we, but dude this is whoo-hoo! this is this gonna, be, gonna a be a fun one I can't wait to watch this game tomorrow yeah it'll be uh was it 205 kickoff, I believe? 225. 225. I don't know why. Also, this try watching this with an Eagles fan. Oh man, that's yeah, that's gonna be an intense one for him to watch tomorrow, I'm sure. And then um he was pissed off at the Bills. <laughs> I like what <laughs> you said. Due to the Niners. We talked about it earlier. Hello, NFC South. Hello. The 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 question I put in the rundown is can, can anyone be good in that division? The answer is no. No, as we already said, eight, nine, seven, and ten is a possibility of somebody winning Ugh. this crappy division. But who will it be? I mean, I think honestly, in about two or three weeks, we'll get a good look at who is who. I think has got a firm grasp on this division. About no, two, I don't weeks. even think that's going to happen. Maybe we won't know until the last week of the stupid season. All, what? What if the Bucks? Falcons and Saints all finish seven and ten. Uh, <laughs> that could happen, Eric. And one of them is going to host a playoff game. And they'll probably Any- win it. They'll probably win it. Anywho, let's move on to our picks. Uh, Eric beat me last week in picks, which is rigged, I think. But overall, I lead the picks so far in the year, so. We've only got five more weeks to go, Eric. That's it. Keep it up. Uh, got a lot of teams on buys this week. We have the Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Giants, Ravens. My yeah, God. So some some Six interesting teams. matchups this week. Um, 
next week, there's only two teams on by week 14 and then week 15. It's all game, baby. It's, it's smooth sailing after that. Last Nobody, four yep. weeks of the season, three weeks, four weeks, four weeks. There are no teams on by, so we're getting down to it. All right, so let's move on to our picks. Uh, Thursday night happened. Me and Eric each picked the Cowboys. As we said, Cowboys won 41-35. And yeah, we sweated yeah. a little bit during that because it's like, oh, you stupid Cowboys. You're going to Cowboy the Cowboy, and they didn't Cowboy the Cowboy. <laughs> they the did. Seahawks, Seahawks, the Seahawks. All right, let's start with our Sunday morning games. We have the Colts visiting the Titans, Eric. And I believe... The Colts are one-point favorites. Yeah, they're one-point favorites. Fun fact about this game. The Mm -hmm. Titans have won all four games at home. They're 4-1 and this season at home. It's a divisional matchup. I talked about it a little bit. I don't trust the Colts. I'm going to go with the Titans at home to beat the Colts. Exactly, and I, I hate to agree with you on this one, but I have to. As you just said, I saw that earlier too. I was like, all four wins are at home. Make it five. And yeah. it's a division game. And you don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I don't trust Indy. Also, in Traylon Burks is supposed to come back, especially after that scary injury he had. Mm-hmm. He is predicted to come back this week. Okay. And uh, maybe the third watch of the week, uh, the Chargers visit the Patriots and uh, Bailey Zappi. Does it matter who's starting for the Patriots? No, it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, Eric, we said it. If the Chargers lose, Staley ain't coming back to L.A. He better pack his... He better. He might want to have some stuff in boxes right now at his house just in case. I mean, again... Herbert, 20 touchdowns, six picks, 2,826 yards. He's having a phenomenal season. Do you have any confidence in the Chargers picking this game? No. But I just have less faith in the Patriots because they're worse. So, yeah, Mac Jones is is a third-string emergency quarterback. Uh, Bailey Zappi is starting, and Cunningham, they have some – play designs for him. Belichick said they're going to run with him, which is dumb, but I guess you got to give some offense a spark. But yeah, get, like you said, the Chargers suck, but I have more faith in them than the sucky Patriots. So give me <laughs> By the, the way, Chargers. Keenan Allen's three catches away from 100. Yeah. I mean, 97 catches, 1,117 yards, seven times. Just, my God, what a year. He's just tearing up, tearing everybody. The last several weeks, Eric, he's had... Last four weeks, he's had 10 catches or more. Yeah. Because hey, they have nobody else because Quentin Johnson, they him, him, him and CD Lamb, the last several weeks, have been on a tear in catches and yards. Yeah. Both, of, both of them. Both, both of them. You're going with the Chargers, too, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, our next one. My beloved Lions. They're on the road. Can they get back to their winning ways as they visit the Saints? So I didn't talk about it. Lions are four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. We didn't really talk about it when we talked about the Thanksgiving game, but the reason I picked the Packers is because the Lions, that was their third game in 11 days. days. Yes. They were tired. They were beaten up. You could see it. Now they've had 10 days rest. 
Give me the Lions to bounce back, and I think in a big way. I think they win by double digits in New Orleans. I think so, too. So, Rashid Shahid, wide receiver, is out for the Saints. Chris Olave is questionable. Michael Thomas is on IR with a knee injury. So, your top three wideouts for Derek Carr are out. And Kendron Miller, running back, is also out. Keandre Miller? Yeah, Keandre Miller's good. I like him. Yeah, so he's out. So, the Saints have some injuries. But, yeah, like you said, the Lions look tired, and I think I think they come out, and I think they absolutely just punch the Saints in the mouth, and they get a much-needed win in this one. Yeah, I just don't trust the Saints' offense, especially going against a rested Lions defense. Woo! Go Lions! Uh, next one, we have the Falcons at the Jets, Eric, and I do believe Tim Boyle is starting again. Uh-huh. Does it really matter? No. No. Derek, here's a question, though. <laughs> Out of all the quarterbacks on these two teams, who has the most passing yards this season? Between Desmond Ritter, Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, Tim Boyle. It's not Tim Boyle. Or Zach Wilson. No. Which one of those three has the most yards? <sighs> Wrong. The answer is Zach Wilson. I was getting ready to say Ritter. Nope. Wilson. So, oh, yeah, I'm picking looking the at the Falcons it. because they're the better team, but I have no faith in this pick at all. Also, oh, wait, the Falcons are one and four on the road. But the Jets' offense can't score. But the Falcons are bad. They are bad. And the Jets' defense is. Uh, who, Dalvin, who Dalvin, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, each questionable for this game, though. They're game time decisions for tomorrow. That's big. You can't run the ball with those two. I'll go with the Falcons just because I do not believe in Tim Boyle at all. Yeah, I'll go. I'm going with the Falcons too because the Jets' offense is a joke. No matter. I, I don't believe play. in this at all, but I can't in a good, healthy conscience pick the stupid I go, Jets. I'm, I'm going with the Falcons because they have Bijan Robinson. If you feed him the ball, you win the game. Hence, look at last week. Yeah. There you go. Feed feed the young kid the ball, you'll win. That easy. Yeah. Give the Rams' future running back some carries. Future running back. <laughs> All right, our next one. You have the Cardinals at the Steelers. The Steelers are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I think if there's a game for Kenny Pickett to wake the hell up, it should be this game because the Cardinals are not very good. You're right. It should be. But at the beginning of this season, when we filled out our team, like our schedules for each team, I have said it since the beginning of the season. The Steelers always lose to a bad opponent every year. I picked this one to be the one that the Steelers lose. I'm going with Arizona. I'm going with the Cardinals to win on the road. All right, I'll go with the Steelers then. Let's let's be divided. You're sticking to it. Yeah, and it's not. It's nothing to do with the Cardinals being good. Has nothing to do with the Steelers being good. It's that the Steelers always lose a game they shouldn't, and it's gonna be this one. I just have a feeling deep down in my loins that this is a game the Steelers are going to lose. All right. Well, we shall see. I'll be eight. I'll be expecting that text tomorrow, buddy, if it happens. <laughs> I <Yeah>. told you! <laughs> All right. On to our other early morning game. Uh, the Dolphins are at the Commanders. Miami is nine-point favorites in this game. Yeah, I think this game's going to be a little closer than that, but I still think the Dolphins are they are just a better team. And yeah. look, they smell blood in the water. 
with the Bills not playing very well, I think this is their chance to kind of break away a little bit. So give me the Dolphins on the road. Yeah, uh, Sam Howell leading the NFL in 13 picks. I think he adds to that total this week. But he also too. has 3,339 yards passing. Yeah, leads the league in passing, but also leads the league in interceptions as well. But no, I mean, my, I mean, the Commanders have no pass rush. Their defense has been very suspect, and now you get to welcome uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in the town. Oh, and not to mention Raheem Mostert, who has 13 rushing touchdowns. Good and, luck. Uh, Devon good. A. Chain is back, too. And Chain. he's back. So good, good, good luck, Commanders. But, yeah, I'm going with Miami, too. Yeah. Do they cover that spread, nine, nine points? No. No? I think it'll be closer. All right, Eric, here we go. The Broncos at the Texans. Broncos on their five-game winning streak going mm-hmm. to Houston. Uh, Texans, as I said earlier, are three-point favorites. Three-point favorites, because if this was in Denver, the Broncos would be three-point favorites. So that mm-hmm. that's really what it means. Um, I te- love the way... Te- te- real quick, Texans, by the way, picked up Derek Barnett off of waivers from the Eagles. Okay, so they, they took good teams' leftovers. They Congrats. did. Congrats. Yeah. Um, I like the way the Broncos' defense is playing. I love the way the run game is playing for the offense. I think the defense is going to be the big reason why the Broncos win this football game. I, I just love the way they're playing. And like you said, Sean Payton against young QBs. 30, well, 39, 39 and 9 against, yeah, his career coaching record. 39 and 9 against rookie so, starting quarterbacks. Yeah. I like the Broncos in this matchup. I think they I think they get it to six. Yeah, I do too. I think CJ Stroud, as I said, he has his third game this year. He may have a couple fumbles or a couple picks, but I think the defense, once again, gets two plus turnovers and the running game helps. And I think I think Denver does just enough. And then I think Will Lutz is the difference and he gets like a game winning field goal for him. And I think it's like, yeah, 24, 21, 23, 20 game. And Denver, it's not pretty, but I think they get out with a win. And Eric, six half feet straight wins. It could be seven and five. And then they welcome the chart and then they play the Chargers next week. I think they lose that. <laughs> Maybe. All right, on to our Sunday afternoon games. Uh, first one, the Panthers are at the Bucks. Uh, Bucks are four-point favorites, as we said. Does anyone want to win this division? Maybe the Bucks. The Bucks get a needed win here to try and stay alive. Oh, for the, the, the Bucks aren't winning the division. No, but they will win this game. I believe. Mike Evans, by the way, Eric, 850 yards, nine touchdowns. He's 150 yards away from his 11th consecutive 1,000-yard season. Dude, I I said it. I don't want to pick the Panthers anymore, but I want to pick the Panthers, but I can't pick the Panthers because they're so bad. I'm going to pick the Bucs at home, but I I do not believe in them. Like, I I really don't. Like, if the Panthers win this game, I would not be surprised. Real quick, Jamal Dean, Devin White, Levante David, all three starters are all out for Tampa Bay this game. They are? Starting two starting linebackers and your starting corner are all out for the Bucs. Oh, give me the Panthers. Really? Uh, Yeah, that's huge. Are you kidding me? No, I'm that, not kidding you. I'm I'm looking at their injury report right now, and the, all three of those guys are are out tomorrow. Oh yeah, that like it's like I looked at the line and it says minus four for Tampa Bay, and I was like that seems kind of fishy. 
Also, J.C. Horn's playing for the Panthers. I just saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, their mm-hmm. young, their young corner. Mm-hmm. I, do I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Screw it. All right. Panthers get their second win of the year. Like those are huge injuries for the Bucks. Well, especially having De- Devin White, they like to blitz him a lot. Not having him in the middle is might hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you said David's out too, right? Mm-hmm. Their two David, middle linebackers, linebackers are gone, and, and their and best corner gone, are all out. Yep. That's their defense. That, yep. that is, the only other player that could be missing is Vita Vea. All right, you're going. You're going Panthers. I'll I'm gonna go, go with the Panthers. Uh, next one here, Eric. The Joe Flacco-led Cleveland Browns, the 38-year-old statue, goes to L.A. to take on your Rams, and the Rams are four-point favorites. Puka Nakua is about 80, like 73 yards away from 1,000 in his rookie season. Uh, Real quick, Denzel Ward, best corner for the Browns, is out once again in this game. He's out once again. The mm-hmm. Browns have no running game, and the Rams have a really good run defense. I'm gonna pick the Rams. They they know they know the Seahawks loot lost, and if they win this game, they will be ahead of them in the standings. They'll be 500. They're sniffing the playoffs. I don't. This is gonna be a close game, as the four point spread says. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Rams offense gets it done. Yeah, I think they get it done, and I think uh, Flacco. You better hit that treadmill at some point today and tomorrow and build up that stamina and speed a little bit, buddy, because you're going to need to be running. There's a guy by the name of number 99 on the other side of that ball. If he comes running at you, you're not going to be able to run away from him because you can't move. And if he hits you, it could be bad because you're old. (laughs) You're really, really really old. And coming into a whole new offensive system, too, like you're not on the same page with your receivers yet. Uh, expect the Browns to like put up some late, kind of not garbage points, but you know like late, late points like third, second, third quarter maybe. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be in sync to start, yes. or they'll be in sync to start and that'll be it. Like the the scripted plays will be all that happens for. Them. So keep an eye on that. Go Rams! Go Rams! And on to our game of the week, Eric. The eight and three Niners visit the ten and one Eagles, and the Niners are the three are the favorites in this three point favorites. I was all set and ready to pick the Niners in this game because of the debacle that happened in the NFC Championship game last year. The Niners want to prove that mm-hmm. they're better than this team because they think that they are. They're not this is gonna, this is gonna be a damn good game. I was ready to pick them until I saw that the San Francisco 49ers are somehow favorites on the road against the unbeaten Eagles at home. Why? Are you kidding me? I don't know. That's such a slap in the face of the Eagles. I think they're pissed about that. I think they win this game. I, I, I think they win too. I do. I have when I saw that I'm like, why are they favorites? Why? The Eagles that's, are undefeated. That's... The Eagles are undefeated at home, and they're not favorites. Hello? Like, like I'm sitting here. At, I'm not an Eagles fan. In fact, I was telling my roommate, I was like, I love the Eagles players, but I hate their fan base. So it's kind of in the middle for me. I, I, I want to see if I can get him out here real quick. Hang on. What's up? 
Come here! <laughs> Don't you groan at me? Come here! Oh my god. Our beloved Eagles fan! A, our, our, our native Eagles fan here. Native. You native? Well, native. Ow! Dennis got bit by the dog. When you look at this game right here, yeah. does the San Francisco 49ers being favored kind of kind of kind of pick at your nerves a little bit i mean it's one of those things that it's like oh look it's the 49ers they're always so good on paper but when it comes down to it what's your quarterback gonna do exactly Boom, he's right he's against right. this we have an amazing quarterback so you guys can go suck it <laughs> nobody likes the Niners. fly eagles fly baby there we go that's exactly it and i think yeah brock purdy has looked good after this losing streak, but I think I think he has a good game. But like you said, what a what a slap to the Eagles' face! And I just yeah, I see the Eagles get the win here. Like disrespectful, they are undefeated at home and they're not favorites. Why? Hello? <laughs> they're <laughs> hello? Dumbest stuff ever. Vegas? But yeah. Hello? But no, th this is gonna be I this all eyes are gonna be glued on this game though, Eric. This is gonna be a damn well, that, good that's game. That's why they flexed the Broncos game out of the four o'clock mm -hmm. Eastern window so that more people watch Niners Eagles. Oh yeah, but I will be watching this. But yeah, I, I think the Eagles. I think yeah. they find a way to get to Brock Purdy and they, uh, they you know they give him some hell. But Jalen hurts though too. I mean, come on, the guy's proven. It. Is it real quick, Eric? Little known fact here. Jalen Hurts has won 14 straight games against winning teams. That, uh, hello, 14 straight wins against teams with a winning I, record. Dude, I am hello. I'm stunned that the Eagles are not favored in this game. I, I, I like. I know the Niners have played well the past couple weeks, but if you need proven facts that Jalen Hurts is a winner, there's your fact Can, right there. Uh, another reason: the Niners' secondary when. They don't get a pass rush. It's bad. They're awful, and there are two really good receivers going against this Niners defense. Yeah, AJ so, Brown, Devontae Smith. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Right. Slab. Let's do it. And here you go, Eric. Been waiting all day for, for a Sunday night. Carol uh, legs make me wanna leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she do that to us all, Eric? Anywho, <laughs> the Chiefs are at Lambeau Field playing the Packers, and the Chiefs are six-point favorites. I mean, the, the Packers have played really good football recently. Jordan Love's looked like the guy, but looking this for the is third tough, straight win. This is a tough defense for Jordan Love to be playing. Mm -hmm. I I think it's going to be a probably a three-point game. I think six points is about right, but it could be a three-point game. But I like the Chiefs on the road. Yeah, as much as I don't want to pick them, Green Bay has been playing good of late, but uh, the Chiefs, as we said, surprisingly, their defense, defense has been their biggest strong suit this year. Not their offense, but defense. But, yeah, I think it's a low-scoring game, and the yeah, the Chiefs get out of there with a win. That being said, the leading passer in these out of these two teams is Mahomes. The leading rusher out of these two teams is Isaiah Pacheco, and the leading receiver out of these two teams is Travis Kelsey. So, the Packers' offense ain't really world beaters either. It's not. So, Chiefs get the win. I I don't think the Packers are actually that good of a team. So, 
And on to our Monday night game, Eric. You want to sing the song? No, because they don't do this song anymore. They play freaking Genesis. They do. Because if anything gets you pumped up for football, isn't it? I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. If that doesn't get you pumped up for football, it's such a joke. The Bengals visit the Jaguars, and Jacksonville are nine-point favorites in this game, Eric. That's huge. Yeah, they're nine-point favorites for a reason. I'm sorry, Bengals, but, like, without Joe Burrow, you're just bad. Yeah, and as I got an alert earlier before we started this recording, Travis Etienne is playing on Monday. He was questionable with a rib injury, but he practiced today, got the green light, so he'll be playing, and as you said, he's a big part of our offense. And, yeah, I I expect Jacksonville to just – get a pretty easy win they're at home they're playing a team that's missing their starting if joe burrow was in this game though this would be a very very good game i think oh yeah i still think this could be a decent game because the bengals defense can hang in there but i think what's going to be it's going to be like a low scoring close kind of game and then in the fourth quarter jacksonville start to get turnovers and pull away yeah i agree you know what song does get me pumped up for football Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Freaking Genesis! All right, that's all we got for this week. Uh, real quick, uh, Longhorns up forty-two fourteen. Three and a half minutes left in the third quarter, so they're gonna win the Big Twelve championship. Um, Georgia Alabama, Eric, SEC championship. This afternoon, and then tonight you have Michigan against Iowa, and we said Iowa's probably going to lose because they average 12 points a game, but they're 10-2 and two somehow. They're the Steelers of college football. <laughs> same colors. Yes, same colors, but to be exact, there you go. Uh, leading uh, passer for Iowa, his name is Deacon Hill, Eric. 976 yards he passed for the season, five touchdowns, six picks. Dude, service academies throw for more yards than that. Seriously. But, yeah, I, I think Michigan, Texas, of course. But I I think Georgia win this evening. I think Alabama wins it. Ooh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Alabama wins, Eric. College football playoff is just – If Alabama a- wins, it's going to be – Washington is one of the teams definitely. Washington deserves now. to be in They deserve sure. it. Michael Penix Jr. deserves to win the Heisman as well. Oh, 100%. My God, what a season he's had. So, What a season that guy has had. I know this this episode's going to be like two hours long, but uh, it's all Derek's fault, by the way. Just bringing Uh, up a quick little nuggets before we get out of here. um, If Alabama wins, Mm. the final four is going to look like this. Michigan, Michigan number one. Uh Uh-huh. Alabama number two, Ooh. Georgia number three, Washington, Washington number four. <laughs> two and three and one and four will play each other then. Or Alabama hops up to four and Georgia goes to two. You think Georgia stays up there even if they lose? Yes, dude. They they think Washington's not going to compete. Okay. But that's all I got. I got nothing else. Yeah. I mean – Go Avs. Go Avs. Go Avs. Go, go Broncos. Go Ra- 49ers suck it, as Sam said. Dude, I, I'm still 
stunned that they're they're underdogs at home. I like Eric. Eric, I'm gonna hold you to it. We'll see if those Cardinals get the win against the Steelers. We'll see, buddy. Dude, it's it's just one of those things where you're like, the Steelers aren't playing well, (laughs) and the Cardinals aren't good. Those are two disaster mix-ups for matchups for the Steelers. Yes, the next several days, this weekend in general, a lot of good. I mean, all all, all sports teams here in Denver, they're all playing. It okay. should be a good time. Except the Rockies. Yeah, they don't count. They suck. <laughs> He's Eric. I'm Derek. Uh, we will catch you next week. Later.